a question in the Facebook group. Harley, when did you transition from 100% raw to cooked, to raw and cooked, aka raw to a four? How did you, and how did you transition? So when and how, I've been raw for some years and been suffering some severe digestive issues for about two years. Now for cost and flexibility, I would like to transition back to more raw to four, at least able to eat some cooked food without getting intestinal pain, constipation, indigestion. Looking forward to your tips. Great question. Great question. This was asked in my Durenrider coaching group. And if you're interested in the one-on-one coaching, then go to durenrider.com and join the group. So, but I thought I'll do a video question for this one because this is, and I can link it in the group. This is this is a good one because uh, I'd say it would be, so I did 100% raw from October 2005 to, uh, I think it's about February, January 2010. Right, so five years, you know, and getting, you know, full on with that. Like, wouldn't eat certain nuts because they might have been heated too much or certain dried fruits. And then I'd cut out salt and seaweed for a number of those years. So I did it pretty fucking extreme and uh, and felt good. Natasha's having a little bit of here in the background. She's the mum and the cat there. Yeah. So in schnitzel, is it baby schnitzel? Baby schnitzel sleeping. Baby schnitzel sleeping. You know, so it's like, it's, it was good. You know, I, I definitely glad I did that. But I wish I had someone like Durenrider 2019, Durenrider 4.1, uh, giving me some advice 10 years ago back in the day. You know, I would have had a lot better journey. And that's why I love, that's why I'm so evangelical about giving my advice, because I can speak from personal experience. And I don't want you people out there to make the same mistakes I did. So 100% raw food diet is fantastic in some ways, and it's also really catastrophic in other ways. It depends what sort of raw food you diet you're doing, you're doing like, you know, I started going to have bags of cashew nuts and spending like 60 bucks a kilo on truly raw, really raw cashew nuts. And, and you just be so hungry. That's the apple pie. You know, and so vegan apple pie, low fat coming out. And so it, it was really interesting. You know, then I, there's a stage where I was like, oh, I don't, don't, can't eat bananas because they're hybrid sugars and can't eat dates because they're, maybe they're cooked. And, you know, I remember being on the train, my friend Nick in Thailand, and, and be like, oh, you shouldn't eat dates, they're not local, and maybe they're not even raw. And this dude, you know, was suffering with anorexia at the time, and going, he threw his dates out the train window into the bushes. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like, good intentions, but just disastrous results, you know? <laughs> Don't tell an anorexic person they shouldn't eat dates because they might be cooked. That's just, like, so dumb. But that's just the, you know, we were in this, like, full-on world back then. It was just, like, it was crazy, man. And then, you know, and then when we started eating cooked food, it was actually, uh, Freely started that in 2010. You know, Freely let the devil come in the house one night. I went out with her mum to a uh, Don Tolman seminar in the Gold Coast, Australia. And me and uh, Freely were a house sitting at this place in the Blamble Heights, North New South Wales. And so I remember coming home. I remember Freely like really, you know, like encouraged me to go out with the mum that night. And I'm like, Oh, and I'm like, are you going to come? She's no, no, I'm, I'm just going to chill. You know? And she's really like, get me ready to go. I'm like, okay, push me out the door. And I'm like, something's, this is weird. This is not like her normal behavior. Something's going on, <laughs> you know? And anyway, so I come back and she sort of looked a bit different in the face. Like, not bad, but just like different. And she's like, oh, I've been bad. And I'm like, what are you just doing? She goes, oh, I had cooked food. I'm like, what? You know, you had cooked food. What? I thought she was trying. I said, what'd you eat? She goes, I had potatoes. I said, oh, they taste any good. How do you feel? And that was the thing. I was like, how do you feel? Do they taste any good? She think the first thing I asked was, how do they feel? How, how, how do you feel? And do they taste any good? And she's like, yeah, they're really good. She's got some in the oven. Do you want to try some? I said, oh, okay, I'll try it. And I had this like baked potato. And this is like the first bit of cooked food I'd had for almost five years. <laughs> and it was one of the best things I ever fucking ate in my life. I just laughing by the camera. She just finds it hilarious. 
And so then we, we fucking stayed up ages baking these potatoes and until we became fruitarian potato eaters. And, and then I started looking at other options. I remember getting some four-leaf oats and now these like raw, non-cooked oats. And I started having those, a bit of porridge and some dates in there, a little bit of, actually no sugar yet, still no, no sugar, just had dates with that. And that was really good, it was very satiating. And all of a sudden, my motivation to train more was instantly enhanced in one day. I remember going out like the, the next day or the day after with a bunch of these guys from a, a racing team called Team Shortest in the Gold Coast there. Um, Brendan Brooks and uh, Jason Shortest and the guys and Matthew Marshall and stuff. And these guys are hitters, you know, national national series riders. So I'd go out there, I'd just be, they'd be hitting the clients, I'd just be hanging on and stuff like that. I was like, wow, my fitness is coming back in a day. You know, it was insane. And then I started racing that year, got back on the, got motivated to race. So, and then I was just sitting hanging, so fucking fruit's awesome, starches are fucking awesome, this is good. And I didn't have any sugar that year, you know, cane sugar, until later in the year, went to the Philippines, and that's another story. But so yeah, we started eating the cooked starches, so it was like, raw till four, it was basically every day, fruit for breakfast, fruit for lunch, lots of bananas, we get some really good bananas in this grow in New South Wales, their house sitting, so really good times. And in 2010, and then... You know, and then I ran a marathon that year and started getting back into the running. My running time started to drop down and I could just, you know, and I was doing more productive work on YouTube and stuff like that. Still not as productive as I am now, but I noticed with this inclusion of the starches, productivity went up. And then, so we're having these potatoes and we were, we were fucking like potato gourmet connoisseurs. We were going around looking for all these fucking potatoes. Is it, who's licking his asshole down there? Is that, who's that? Some cat down there is licking his anus watching while I'm doing a video. It's distracting. As he's, he's licking his little lamb chops. But, um, you know, so we're potato experts. You know, we're driving around, like, looking. We knew all the fucking potatoes, Dutch creams, Nicholas, fucking all this stuff. Yeah, then we started with sweet potatoes and baking them and it's like drying them. It's just, yeah, it was potato year. You're the fucking potato, 2010. I think Freely ate so many potatoes, she had these, like, things in her joints. Yeah, seriously. Ask her. She, she had these things on her, on her fingers, like, these, like, little knuckles you know <laughs> it wasn't for bulimia it was like seriously it was like just had like you know some people have issues with nightshade family so if you do eat so many potatoes that you get little inflammation on your joints there just switch out to rice or starches or whatever quinoa millet oats corn rice anyway so i said let's start doing some rice because this potato expedition every night it's taken hours you know because we, we eat a lot man we fucking eat a lot and so I was like, I'm going to you know, get some rice out of this cupboard. We're doing a house sit. And he's like, no, you can't eat rice. And we fucking fought and have this bag of rice. And she's like, rice is like shards of glass. You can't eat that. You know, like, I'm like, you serious? Are you fucking serious? Rice isn't the same as eating glass. No one goes to the hospital because they ate a bowl of rice. They go to the hospital they ate a bowl of glass. You know, and, so, and she sort of starts laughing at the insanity of that. And anyway, so I cook up rice that night. And um, I can't remember if, if really had any that night. But I had it and I was like, wow, this is, this is good. You know? And I was just like stoked because one, rice is super cheap. Two, it's just super fast. Put it in a rice cooker, boom. And rice and soy sauce, some of my favorite meals ever. So I started eating rice and bang, performance went up again. Next level performance. So I was like, all right, back in the rice wagon. I'm like, man, this is the best program ever. Raw till four. You know, it, was, it wasn't raw. Raw till four was just the name that uh, Freely's mum sort of created. It was like, you know, just rhymed raw till four. It's a pretty cool name. And so we'd do maybe like Raw Till 5 or 6 o'clock or whatever. But Raw Till 5 doesn't really sound too cool or exciting. But Raw Till 4 is a catchy name. So it was basically fruit for breakfast, fruit for lunch, and starch to dinner. Which what I was doing back in... I did that from 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, and 2005. 
but for some reason I was getting into the raw food thing and I, you know, I was, I was, I don't know, I was sort of believing a bit of dogma and I wasn't really, I wasn't training my power meter back then either. And I wasn't doing much running races and stuff like that. So I was a little bit, I wasn't sure what the fuck I was doing. But I was curious and I was in my 20s and I was enjoying experimenting, all right? But I was a high carb 99% of the time. But just not enough carbs sometimes, all right? So my recovery was there and then I ate too many macadamia nuts and then you eat a high fat meal that day and you just, you know. But having a power meter in 2009, it made me change things up massively, massively. So all of a sudden, my watts are going up. So power meter is one of the most priceless tools you can ever invest in. Get a power meter, get a stages power meter on your bike. And that is the deal breaker for any diet or training or any fat or anything. Once your power's going up, then boom, you're on the right program, all right? With nutrition, all right? So yeah, get a power meter. And so my power's going up and my running time's going down. And I'm just like, wow, this is really, really good. This is really good. And no, and when I was eating Hunter Raw, I still felt very, very healthy, very clear, very you know everything was great, you know skin super, super awesome, everything was fantastic. It just wasn't enough calories for the fit athletic person that I wanted to be, you know. And I spoke with a lot of people over the years raw food, even you know, Mike Arnstein, you'd have his gels and his Cliff bars and stuff like that, just processed sugars that help you get the fucking job done. And so I do recommend that. So then I was thinking, man, this is this is great, but because we were like you know the, the banana crew and raw food is the 30 bananas day website it, we felt like we'd let people down if we said hey guys we don't do raw food anymore so what we started doing is promoting you know cooked food as the backup even though we didn't initially say hey guys we're doing you know cooked food as well but we said hey if you can't get enough fruit eat your fucking rice eat parts nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that and a lot of people didn't like that and so i said look you know free i'm gonna be more transparent with this because you know i'm gonna show people that i meant cooked food and this is maybe 2012 i can't remember the exact time it was or and it, it, it led to us getting booted from the Woodstock Fruit Festival as pioneers or whatever. And and I understand the reasons for that, but it was more like Doug Graham was getting all like cut up that we were getting more donations than him and it was affecting his income. And just it just, it, it got really cutthroat and ugly. Um, and then the, then the Thai Fruit Festival started from that and then <laughs> she went downhill from all over there, but also good things happened. So anyway, that's the uh, bit of a waffle on there. So for me, to you, the person asked this question, I would recommend, then yeah, Rotor 4 is the best program, man. Rotor 5, Rotor 6, or whenever you like to eat your dinner. You might eat your dinner at 7, so it's Rotor 7. You know? Or you might have one day run out of food and you have Rotor 9am. Then you have some tin peaches. This is cooked food, man. This is cooked food right here. And so, this digestive tree, it digests fantastic. It's just peaches, sugar, and water. Is there citric acid in here? That's, that's all it is. Oh, there it is, citric acid. Pe peaches, water, sugar, citric acid. It's fantastic, right? $2 here in Australia. Here in Australia, we're at the start of winter. It's very cold. And so I love my, having my fruit milk. And it's actually, what time is it? It's five o'clock, right? So I'm going till five today. And so, you know, I love my fruit. You were eating lollies all day. Lollies are raw. I've got these vegan lollies. She's always calling me out. I've got these vegan lollies. I'm selling those as well, but I do it on .com. So I'm a sugar daddy, officially now. Financial sugar daddy. And so I was eating lollies all day, yeah, which is again, just sugars and water. So I'm gonna have my sweets, you know, I'm not gonna have any savory until I'm done with sweets. Once I'm like, oh, no more sweets, then I'm good to go. You know, so yeah, fruit, I had mandarins this morning, I had some kiwi fruit, things like that. Didn't have any ripe bananas, no ripe bananas left. So it's just all about giving people the absolutely fucking best plan out there. I'm not gonna look in the camera and tell you, oh, don't eat cooked food, it's bad, but I'll be like, eh, eh, eh. Because not all cooked food is the fucking same, man. You know, this is fruit. 
you got cooked fruit, you got cooked rice, you got cooked potatoes, you got cooked bananas. Cooked plant foods are perfectly fine. If you find they don't work for you some other reason, maybe you've got a bit of gluten intolerance, like I sort of have a little bit, especially when we've got five cats running around, right? I've got five cats. There's two just over here. There's one there. There's one up there. Natasha's one as well. There's six cats in this house. And so I find my breathing, you know, I had a lifelong cat allergy. Horrendous, even in January, February, March. I'm my worst year ever for fitness until I worked out to deal with my cat allergy, cut back my gluten, increase vitamin C tablets, and took some echinacea as well. And that just really, really got things, you know, on tape. Then I had a good April fitness. So if you do find that you cook food, it causes breathing issues. And some people, it's probably the gluten. It's probably the protein. And you're probably like me, you're one of these people who run better on less protein. So I find that rice is my go-to food and corn. The four most powerful foods that you can ever eat as a human. Sugar, refined table cane sugar. All right, I don't need sugar on me right here. It's on the There we go. Yeah, that's that. This is, this is what we're talking about, sugar. This is how, this is proximity. Sugar, next would be bananas, fruit. But I would say bananas is just the ultimate. Potassium, you know, bananas, something about a ripe banana, so soothing on digestion. Sugar, so soothing on digestion. Bananas, sugar, water, oh my God, that's fantastic. Make sure the ripe banana's nice and spotty. Another one would be corn. Corn is the fuel of many lean cultures. The, the Kenyans, man, the Kenyans run on corn. They call it corn meal, corn grits, corn refined corn powder, whatever you want to call it. They call it ugali, U-G-A-L-I, ugali. And that is what all the lean, if you go over Kenya and you pick out the hottest chick on the street, hottest 20-year-old, 40-year-old woman on the street, and say, what, have you been eating every day the last 20, 40 years? She'll say ugali. If you go on the street and pick up the hottest, leanest dude, fastest marathon guy, and say, what do you eat for the last 20, 40 years? Ugali. This is what they live on. This is their staple. All right, so you live on corn, rice, sugar, bananas. That is boom. Uganda, they live on cooked bananas there, all right? So yeah, corn, sugar, rice. Rice, the Asians live on rice. You get the, the leanest, fucking fittest looking female, male specimen in Asia. Lean, not steroids and shit, like, like naturally lean. Rice, all right? So if you combine those things, rice, corn, sugar, bananas, you're good to go, you know, you're good to go. And I find that with all the lean Asians and Africans I've known, they do eat a lot of sugar as well. You know, put the sugar in the rice, sugar in the corn, sugar in their water, tea, whatever. <coughs> That's a big difference, I need to drink something. My throat's getting a bit dry talking so much. Ah, sugar. And it feels great, not to have to restrict and stuff like that. So let's talk about, you had some intestinal pain, constipation, constipation on a raw food diet, Constipation on Rotten 4, that's really, really unusual. There could be stress going on there. Because when you're stressed, you'll tighten, you're you're freaking out. So corn, sugar, rice, bananas, don't make anyone dehydrate. And stay, drink water, man. Drink water. Drink water. So I should say that these things don't make you constipate. I said dehydrate. Drink enough water so you're pissing clear every two or three hours. Before meals, I know that a big one that freely lost a lot of weight and got a really flat stomach is she would drink a liter of water before meals and she'd religiously drink a liter of water at night time. She'd lay in bed and have like this silver bottle and just fucking glug it every single fucking night. She did that, I think it was like 2011 or 2012, she started doing that till 
Probably six inches, probably six today. All right, that was one of the, the secrets. Get up, piss, she used to piss in the bucket. So she fucking knocked the bucket over on the carpet, you know, but again, you know, the figs you would piss on. TMI, but I'm just saying that you gotta hydrate up. And a lot of people, I don't wanna go to the toilet. And it's like, well, do you want a body, flat stomach, and feel great and have natural energy? Or do you wanna be dehydrated and constipated and feel shitty? All right, so drink at least three to four liters of water a day. Even in winter, just drink enough so you piss and clear. And if I don't get up at night to pee, I know that my blood volume's not at peak, you know? And so the, I know the next day I can be efficient and effective, but I won't be like, bam, you know, Godzilla style stuff. So you definitely, that's a huge one, is drink, 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 drink. Drink, 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 drink. So if you're hot, constipated, you're just dehydrated. You know, if you're a vegan and you're constipated, even could be on some medications as well. A lot of medications cause constipation. The dehydration, for sure. And I like to wear minimal clothing. Like it's first day of winter, I'm wearing a long sleeve cotton shirt here. And I was just trolling with this McDonald's shirt on. But I like to wear minimal clothing. Um, you know, you, you can get secondhand down jacket if you want. They, that can be handy as well. I don't recommend buying brand new because then you give money to the industry. But secondhand stuff as well. Secondhand wool. I think that's a controversial topic as well. But wear minimal clothing all the time. Enough to protect your sun from the skin. Skin from the sun rather. And also to stay warm and comfortable. And, and wear layers. You know, wear layers. But you want, you want to feel light as well. If you've got really heavy shit on your body, you're still a bit like, clam down, you know? So I'd say lightweight, warm, functional clothing. There's many ways to do that ethically, environmentally, sustainably, without, you know, anything going on there. So uh, so that's the hydration one. And uh, intestinal pain. Again, hydration. You know, and you want to squat on the toilet. You want to squat on the toilet. That's a, another, that's a huge one. If you want to, here's the thing. Flat stomach, goes hand in hand with squat on the toilet. Yeah. If you want a flat stomach, women and guys, squat on the toilet and then make sure the toilet's not cracked. Some toilets got a crack in them. You know, don't just like fucking stomp on the toilet, crack it. That's some nasty injuries out there. If your toilet fails, that's, that's that can be fucking fatal. So step gently on the toilet, don't slip and kill yourself, just boom, boom, squat. Why does that work? Because it gives a better, a bit of evacuation of the bowels. Look at look on the anatomy chart. So whenever you sit, things are kinked up. So you want to squat on that toilet, squat in the crown, porcelain throne, and just boom, release. That's a, that's a, I've been doing that since 2000, 2001. You know, and I remember uh, Freely was asked saying, you know, oh, I feel bloated, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, you're a squat. She's like, no, no, squat. And I'd do it. And I used to fucking bang on the toilet door. You're squatting, you're squatting. I'd be open the door. She's like, get the fuck out of here. Like seriously, squat. Squat girls and guys out there. Like, oh, that's gross, that's dumb, I don't do that. Okay then, don't get the results that you want because you're scared of doing something that's different. And so fucking basic, right? So, but yeah, um, that is that is where it's at. And, and here's the thing, I keep bringing it up freely and, and stuff like that because I understand that a lot of these women out there and guys and stuff like that, they want to be slim and everyone does. I want to look fit. I don't want to look fat and sloppy and chubby and look like I've just eaten... A fucking KFC bucket. I want to be lean and I like running fast for my age and abilities and all that stuff. I like being lean. And Natasha looks love, looks looking smoking hot and gorgeous and so do most of my viewers out there. And so people go, you know, they want to change their diet. There are people, also people want to feel good. We want to look good. We want to feel good. And the third one is you want to perform good as well. So what's, what's the point of like looking good and feeling good if you can't actually perform good? 
You know what I mean? Performance is very, very important. Very, very important. So you're performing for your kids or your partner, your husband. Like, you better listen. You have enough energy. You know what I mean? So we've got to look after ourselves first as well. You've got to look after your needs first. But it's like, how can we help the people around us as well? So I find that adding in starches, sugars, it just helps get enough carbohydrate calories in so you can perform in all areas. And a lot of people out there can't perform. They can't perform. It's easy to look good. It's easy to lose weight and stay lean. A bit harder to maintain that. But then to feel good on top of that, whoo, we're getting really rare people now. Not many, you go to Instagram, call the, the hot guys and hot girls. A lot of them don't feel good. They just pill, 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 coffee, 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 drug, 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 uh, alcohol to fucking, you know, there are people on a lot of medications out there. So it's easy to find someone on social media who looks good. Looking good and feeling good, hmm, that's very, very rare. Looking good, feeling good, and doing good for the people around you, that's the fucking rarest out there. And I don't know many people in my life who actually fit that criteria. Look good, feel good in themselves, and can boost people around them right up. That's, that's very rare. And a lot of that is because people don't eat enough, they don't drink enough, they don't sleep enough, they take too many pills and medications, and it causes <sighs> some mental issues going on and stuff like that. So, you know, this is, I like to give a real holistic approach here. It's not just about your food. You know, you say how you shit on the toilet, how you, you know, it's everything there. How much water do you drink at night time? So that's how you lay in bed. Do you have an eye mask on? I recommend getting those Mindfold eye masks. They're really good. Mike Arnstein gave me one of those in 20, 2011, I think it was. And I was like, oh, I don't want that. You know? He goes, I tried out. I was like, oh, I respect Mike. He's got some great, some great tips. And uh, I put this eye mask on. I was like, holy shit, this is game changing. Mindfold eye mask. It's coughing me there. I've had so many of these eye masks. People stay at my house, they steal my eye mask. Seriously, I guess, t- t- tell me we had trial on these. No, I don't give them out to people anymore because I don't give them fucking back, you know? I can go with Natasha, where's my home? She's like, I don't know. It's like, don't, don't think, I think fucking schnitzel stole it. These eye masks are incredible, mindfold eye masks. I used to learn a lot of people, now I don't because I don't, don't give them back. Get one of those, game changer. Thanks, Mike, for referring me to those back in the day. Mike Arnstein, legend. Um, you know, yeah, it's good things out there. So, Performance, looking good, feeling good. You know, so many people on Instagram fucking might look good, but they don't feel like shit. They're having to starve themselves. They got emotional issues from that. Starve yourself. They've got carbohydrates, then your thyroid's dropping down, your testosterone's dropping down, you start getting just out of control. Everyone has some mood swings up and down during the day. That's pretty normal. But when you're really dwelling on shit and being a bit psycho aggressive consistently, then that's not really normal, is it? And that's not really good for anyone around you. You know, I was in a uh, Natasha, Natasha on a Facebook group last night, I was reading it, and um, we're pu- pushing out these vegan lollies, and there's this like psycho crazy motherfuckers out, these crazy women. Um, the guys are actually pretty stable in that group, but the women are just like, just like really attacking Natasha, you know, because she's young, hot, and gorgeous, and she was there with me, and these, these women were like really, you know, we look at their, who their boyfriends were, and this is fat smoking sludgy dudes, and these girls were like slamming Natasha, and all she's doing was promoting some vegan lollies. Asking people what what's their favourite lolly, you know, and these women were just like bringing up old shit from the past. It's just just aggressive, right? Really, really fucking unstable. And so these people definitely probably wouldn't have a shit for the last week. They definitely ain't having good sex. They definitely don't have got fuck all fitness. They definitely don't look good either. None of them looked hot, you know. And so then, you know, at, at a deep level, that creates issues for people around you as well. If you're jealous and like insane and just dragging people down it's like because you're insecure and we all get to that some we all have that level 
here and there. But when it really personas, that's that becomes you as your essence, and that's really a fucking out of balance, isn't it? You know, everybody's got their little bad sides and things we can work on. Everyone does. I have, you have, everyone does. But it's when it becomes really pernicious and fucked up and twisted, that's when we go, hey, I need some more sleep, water, sugar. I need some more bananas, rice, corn, sugar in my life. So there you go. Hopefully that answers your questions there. And Because, uh, hey, man, life's short. You could be dead tonight. You could be dead tomorrow. There's no guarantees of nothing. And digestion really is connected with the brain, how you th- your thoughts about yourself. So work on that. But again, get enough carbohydrates. But if you're stressing about stuff, I mean, I've seen people, last little story, my throat. Throat's getting dry. Um, where that water bottle go, baby? Pass me some water. There we go. If you talk a lot, have a fucking water next to you. Have If you're a telemarketer person or you're on the phone, talk, drink. Oh, thanks. Very good. Oh, yeah, just look after your body's needs. I'm hydrated as fuck. But talking so much, you, you know, your voice gets dries out a bit. So always have water nearby. And, um, you know, I remember, I think it was 2004, 2005, maybe 2006. I remember the situation, we were in a forest with a couple of my mates. And one friend was into raw food at the time as well. And we, we introduced, he didn't, we had, I don't know what was going on. We had some sultanas. And we're eating sultanas. He's like, oh, I can have some sultanas. And we're like, oh, yeah. And uh, my friend, like, he's a real fucking, real fucking purist. A purist to the extent, a bit like me back in the day, where it prevents you from really living life and being your true potential. So he, he, he goes, these sultanas have sugar in them. So no, no, no sugar in them. You know? And, and so he started eating them. He's eating, like, a lot of them. Just, you know, showering down. It's actually, you know, they do have sugar in them. And he starts spitting, he's like, blah, blah, and he's like, oh, oh, I'm getting chest pain, I'm having a heart attack, and he's just freaking the fuck out. He's running around the fucking forest. Me and my mates start laughing. And then we're just realizing, like, hang on, this is fucking, and we're like, hey, hey, we're just pranking you, man. We're just pranking you. And it took us ages to convince him there's no sugar in these fucking sultanas, right? But he got a genuine stress response. His eyes, pupils dilated, he's like, ha, ah. ha. You know, so are you like that with certain foods? I can't eat tin fruit because it's like it's cooked fruit's poison. It's like I read, read David Wolf's fucking book back in 1999 and it said that Dave Wolf's a fat slob druggie. Snake oil salesman, car, yard, boom. crazy dude. Great writer, charismatic speaker, that's about it. There's so many people got into this like, you know, paradigm of like, if I eat tin peaches, then I'm gonna go to KFC and eat a bucket of chicken. Cook food is cooked fruit. That ain't fucking healthy to think that way. Not only is that false, you know, bucket of chicken's the same as eating, I've heard people say that. I eat 10 peaches, I'd rather eat like KFC chicken, cook food, cook food. I fail as a raw foodist. Like, okay, if you want to live in that reality, then you fucking do that. And everybody around you is going to think you're fucking bonkers. Because that is a bonkers reality to live in, all right? But if you want to live in that reality, your life, your choice, you can do that. I ain't gonna do that. I'm gonna live in a carved up reality. What's fucking pragmatic? Okay, I need plants. I don't need any animal products. I need plants to live, thrive, and it's good for me, it's good for the animals, it's good for the planet. What are the best plants to eat? Carbohydrate-based plants. What plants help my muscle recovery, my brain function? High-carbohydrate plants. Corn, rice, sugar, bananas, fruits, things like that. Do I need fiber? Yes. Do I need sugar? Yes. Does every cell in the human body run on glucose and fructose? Yes. 
Does some fruit not have enough glucose and fructose because it's picked too green? Yes. Is a diet high in fruit good? Yes. Is eating starch three times a day better than fruit? I believe not. Is that having fruit for breakfast, cleansing and feels really light, gets things going? Yes. Do people eat starch for breakfast, generally have to have caffeine to go through the day? Yes. Do people have caffeine every day, get a little bit, some of them? Yes. Does having fruit for breakfast and lunch make you feel really light? Having starch for dinner really just like chill you down. Is it a great template? They're gonna give you incredible results every fucking time? Yes. Is having starch for breakfast because you don't have enough fruit an issue now and then? No. Would I recommend every day? No. Try it for yourself. Try it for yourself, man. Do raw till four, fruit for breakfast, fruit for lunch. Just, if anything, do fruit for breakfast, people. Right? Do fruit for breakfast. Tin fruit is a great one, have it, have it on hand. It's great if you didn't drive it in the truck or just around town or whatever, your courier, boom, tin fruit's fantastic. It's quite low in calories though, so you might add some sugar or have, have double, double tins. So yeah, but never under eat carbohydrate. And do your best, stay hydrated, and just you know, let your body experiment with stuff. And, uh, you know, or just fucking do it, man. Save time, money, save money, save do it. If you've got a power meter though, that's really good because you've got to see improvements right there and then. If you have any comments or questions, hit us up down below. If you want more information, check out drewnod.com. If you gave this video, if you like this video, give it a thumbs up. Give it a share maybe, give it a subscribe. If you don't, don't share it. Give it a thumbs down, unsubscribe. Leave a, yeah, drewnod's a fuck with. Comment down below. We'll see you next video.